the fourth quarter is just absolutely crucial for small businesses. And so you all know that if you're waiting for a loan to be approved, I mean, the longer you wait, the the tighter and tighter that cash flow gets. And 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 in fourth quarter next month is Christmas. You know, who wants to be laying off an employee or or cutting back wages in the fourth quarter around the holidays? I mean, it doesn't get any real realer than that. Between May 2020 and December 2021, I have secured $8,121,009.35 in legitimate funding for Black and minority-owned businesses. My name is Taliba Bales, and I'm the host of the Black and Bankable podcast. Effective immediately, I am coming for more for the community. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black and Bankable podcast. I'm extremely excited on this episode because we're going to pull together some things that we have been talking about over our time together on this channel and really make it count because it's so timely as we're days away from the threat of another government shutdown. And so I have with me the founder and CEO of the Small Business Majority. You know that if, if you followed me in, in any way, shape, or form, whether it be this podcast channel, my social media uh, email, you know that I serve on the National Council uh, for the Small Business Majority. This organization is near and dear to my heart because they represent the true grit of small business, uh, but they take it to another level. So as I have with all episodes, I am starting and giving you a challenge. I am giving you something to lock it in with us today to make sure that your time with us today is absolutely worth it. So we're going to write down the word disillusion or even apathy or why should I care? about voting, right? I know that was a lot, but this is what we're going to tune in today. And I can't have a better guest to uh, make sure that we knock down some challenges when it comes to engaging with our elected officials for the issues that concern small business owners, advocacy. All right, so I have Mr. John Ahrensmeyer with Small Business Majority. He's the founder and CEO of this awesome organization. And you're going to learn all about John, and we're going to talk about some issues that uh, would directly affect us uh, should there be a government shutdown. And we're just going to talk about a whole bunch of great things. So thank you for joining us today. Good morning, John. Thank you for your time. Let's do it. All right. So first, I want you to tell us, how did you arrive at uh, founding the Small Business Majority Organization? Well, I had been, uh, and first of all, thanks for having me, Talib, and thanks for everything you do uh, for Small Business Majority and for small business owners um, as part of our council, uh, the work you've done for us nationally and in the South. So, you know, we can't, we couldn't function without uh, great partners like yourself. So thank you for, for all of that. So I, um, uh, I was involved in public policy early in my career. I worked on Capitol Hill. I worked for the mayor of Philadelphia. 
And then I kind of left and I practiced law and I got into the business world and ended up running my own small business for about 10 years. Um, and then I kind of decided, what am I going to do now? And I thought, really, I have a, a, a unique almost blend of interest in public policy and in small business issues. And I looked around and I didn't think that most of the existing business organizations were doing an adequate enough job representing the needs of the true small business, the small businesses, the smallest businesses, those who are in under-resourced communities. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I felt they were either uh, sort of arms of big business organizations or are very ideological or both. So I saw an opportunity uh, and a need to try to jump in and really project the voices of, as you put it, true small businesses into our public policy debate. So that was really the impetus for us getting going. So I want to pull the true small business and I want us to revisit that because this goes along with the word that we've asked our guests today uh, to write down, which is disillusion. Um, this is a national organization, as you heard John say. And but what I want to do is I want to bring it right to your table. However, you're watching us on the phone, YouTube, Spotify or just listening it's a national organization because this is a collective of small business voices. And I think that um, some of us tap out of our civic duty, uh, and particularly when it comes to joining national organizations, believing that, oh, well, you know, only those business on only those business organizations that have big fancy lobbyists. You know, we hear that or the big corporations, you know, that's how laws are made. Uh, those organizations that are paying top dollar for lobbyists and, and they're getting the meetings with the elected officials and, you know, and, and laws are being based on what, what they're pushing. And what I want to make sure that we clarify uh, on and, and you should see in this episode that small business majority is, is, is nothing like that. You know, it is not uh, represented by some high fancy lobbyists. It is truly represented by small business owners. And uh, just a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month ago, time kind of <laughs> kind of carries over when when you're so busy advocating. But I was in Washington, D.C. Uh, with John and Small Business Majority, and uh, this was called Small Business Speaks. All right. So I'm going somewhere with how this is not uh, represented by some lobbies. It's truly uh, the voices of small business owners. And there were roughly 20 or 30 small businesses from across the U.S. We had Alabama, Georgia, California, Chicago, Detroit. And John and his staff got us together. And first of all, it, it was just an amazing networking event just to be in the same space as small business owners who had various issues that were impacting their businesses. But we actually went on Capitol Hill and we met directly with staff of and actual senators and members of uh, Senate committee. Like we are lobbyists. Y'all know I'm not a lobbyist. I'm not as real as it get, gets when it comes to a business owner. So the reason why I want us to constantly uh, revisit that word disillusion and just flip it on his ear. Um, and why John is uh, before me today is that we've got to lock it in, y'all. We've got to get re-engaged. And how better way, what better way to be engaged is through an organization 
that can provide you with direct access to the folks who are making these laws that impact us when it comes to our small businesses, which is a really good um, sort of uh, deeper dive, John, into um, what what was really that first issue that that you uh, that you became engaged in, and then you know we want to talk about some of the issues that. Uh, I think are easier for folks to to affiliate with small business owners, but just diving into some of the things even that we talked about during small business speaks. Well, I know we're going to talk about um, disillusion, and there's uh, unfortunately a lot of reason for small business owners to be disillusioned. But the reality is that what public policymakers need is they need to hear our voices, your voices, um, and we can't we can't back away from that because if they don't hear the true voices of the folks in the community that are building small enterprises, really the, the backbone, economic backbone of their communities, they're not going to understand what's needed. So I'm happy to talk about a whole bunch of issues, including the sort of what's happening with the shutdown now. But to answer yeah. your question, the first issue that we seriously engaged with was healthcare reform. And some of this was timing uh, when we came into being. Uh, we started, I started the organization in California, although it was always a national organization. Mm-hmm. And there was a healthcare reform effort, bipartisan, a Republican governor, um, a Democratic legislature um, that was uh, moving along. And they really desperately needed to hear from small businesses. So we did two things. We did research into small business interests and needs, which nobody had done as it related to healthcare at all. And then we brought the voices of small businesses to the table. So that combination of the sort of innate research and the actual stories and voices of small business, that's been the backbone of our advocacy ever since. And we, um, uh, for a variety of political reasons, the bill, which was had based on the law that had passed in Massachusetts already, did not pass in California, but it morphed into the basis mm-hmm. for the Affordable Care Act. And we spent over a year taking what we've done in California and making it national and bringing those voices and the research um, to the table and uh, we were, um, you know, integral players in helping to get healthcare reform passed. And it was a real issue for small businesses, a real issue Absolutely. for the owners, and a real issue for employees who were could not um, easily access quality, affordable healthcare. So that was our first issue, and that led to us getting involved in a lot of other issues and broadening the scope of our work. Thank you, John. And I wanted to share. Uh, I wanted John to share that first issue because I think we all immediately maybe thought of either ourselves um, or someone that we know or even one of our employees who has been directly impacted by the lack of being able to afford um, some quality health care. Uh, and it's actually open enrollment <laughs> now, uh, ironically. So it's, you know, it's it's real issues like these that, again, um, I want us to lock into because the true story of not being able to um, afford health care is just a real one. Me transitioning from working for the federal government, where it was one of the best health care packages, I'm sure, out there, to now, as a small business owner, having to pay for um, insurance for me and my family, you guys know that that's very expensive. And that's a whole nother beast. And so if we are not working with small business majority in sharing exactly those real stories, you know, sometimes those folks in the offices, they just won't know. 
So healthcare is a really, really um, good issue to lead into. And so, as I mentioned, uh, the timeliness of, of me having John before you in, in this episode is that we are unfortunately um, days away again from the uh, threat of another government shutdown. And I think what I want to make sure that we share with our listeners, John, is, you know, how does that impact us? Why why should we care about the the government shutting down? I think that that, you know, that we we kind of tune it out, um, you know, in the sense of, oh, gosh, you know, it's just something else on CNN. You know, OK, we have a House speaker now. How does this affect me? You know. I'm just going to go ahead and carry on my day. Uh, but how does it affect us? Let's let's talk about some examples of, of of why we, again, should be engaged with this government, pending government shutdown. Well, it has enormous implications, Taliba. And again, back to your word dissolution, um, it's totally understandable for small business owners and entrepreneurs to look and say, what's going on here? If, if, if we ran our businesses the way the government's being run now, we'd be out of business in, yes. in a week. Um, <laughs> So um, and then people look and they say, oh, this is all it, people are covering the, the politics, uh, who's insulting mm-hmm. whom on social media. And uh, nobody cares about our concerns. But indeed, there are some very significant concerns to be uh, here. First, um, for any business that is doing is doing business with the government, with the federal government, whether that's a pending SBA loan mm-hmm. or whether that is a contract uh, with a government agency, um, there, there's loan programs across the entire, it's not just ACPA, across the entire uh, universe. Mm-hmm. Um, that, uh, just those two issues alone, lending programs, support programs, getting technical assistance from the federal government, um, and also procurement, um, you know, people with government contracts. You have whole, not only the employees and the organizations, but whole communities mm-hmm. that are dependent upon these small businesses. And then you have a ripple effect. If you begin to, if you harm the small businesses who are trying to get uh, loans and other services from the government, if you uh, impede uh, uh, businesses from getting contracts, your communities are affected. And then yes. they're spending less money in their communities because they're having to tighten their belt. And the employees of these of these companies uh, don't have their paychecks. So um, all of a sudden you're finding that you know, all of the hard work that we've all done to move forward after the pandemic um, is, is going to get, get tossed aside. So there are some very, very, very real issues at stake, and we need to make sure. In fact, we're doing an event on um, Monday to emphasize to emphasize this that policymakers need to understand the incredible effect this has on uh, small businesses and their employees and uh, entrepreneurial ventures, in um, particularly in uh, under-resourced communities. Absolutely, and then let's just let's just talk about this. It's the fourth quarter. And the fourth quarter really makes or breaks small businesses. You know, if you've had a great year, the fourth quarter is when you could be applying for loans. I have a couple of clients, actually, who are in the queue with 504 loans, which means they're rehabbing their buildings. uh, They're trying to purchase a building in expansion. In the fourth quarter, we really are making some, uh, some, some really big decisions when it comes to our business whether it be planning, you know, for the first quarter as uh, my firm is, because the first quarter for us is tax season, right? So for us, we are in the process of 
uh, purchasing software, evaluating current contractors, employees. The fourth quarter is crucial. The fourth quarter is just absolutely crucial for small businesses. And so you all know that if you're waiting for a loan to be approved, I mean, the longer you wait, the the tighter and tighter that cash flow gets. And, and, and in fourth quarter, next month is Christmas. You know, who wants to be laying off an employee or or cutting back wages in the fourth quarter around the holidays. I mean, it doesn't get any real realer than that, um, particularly when it comes to our side, small business owners. There's the employee retention tax credit that has gotten a lot of um a lot of visibility uh, and mostly for the wrong reasons. And I could do a whole podcast episode on that. But the point that I want to make with that is the IRS has issued a moratorium because of the bad characters that have gotten into this ERTC piece. But what does that mean? A moratorium means delayed processing of tax credit refunds, dollars, actual checks in the mail that business owners who qualify for this they're not the bad characters. They have they have submitted these 941 amended returns because they genuinely qualify. And now we've had to send emails out to say, you know what? It may be another 120 days or a, a longer, you know, before you're going to even know what's happening with that ERTC claim. Now let's add on to that a government shutdown. So these, I mean, again, you know, it's we we cannot afford, um, you know, every time small business owners being on the chopping block when it comes to government shutdown, which leads me into a point that I like to say, having been a federal government employee, you know, perhaps we should look at what's defined as essential, essential worker, right? Like an essential worker, I think that uh, perhaps government officials and maybe even us as small business owners, because it's hard to it's hard to personalize when nothing really stops. But let's talk about what actually does stop. Right. So while essential workers in national security, obviously our military folks, uh, they still have to work. <laughs> you don't get to say, oh, the government shut down. Uh, I don't have to clock in today. Uh, there are essential workers where the world continues to be protected and those things that are vital to national security will absolutely carry forward. And I think that that has actually become a crutch for elected officials um, in, in saying, well, you know, the things that matter will go on. Let's define what matters. I've just talked about uh, the IRS is not essential. The IRS will shut down. SBA, the Small Business Administration, unfortunately not deemed essential. Those workers will stay home. Uh, so loans will not be processed. If you are receiving public assistance, whether you know it be something, uh, food stamps, child care vouchers, all of the above, those things are going to be adversely impacted. So how can we, John, you know, how can we continue to add on to uh, the magnificent efforts of the small business majority in making these things real for small business owners and real for our elected officials? Well, elected officials need to hear from real people with real issues. I mean, you're right. You're sort of deciding this is essential. That's 
non-essential. Yeah. I mean, first of all, you're absolutely right. It's a crutch. And then, you know, when you're talking about um, a whole swath of the economy and our society um, uh, being basically, you know, money stopped, stopped flowing to them. Yeah. First of all, the, the, the lack of predictability creates huge, huge problems. And you start taking that money out of the system. It has this incredible ripple effect and it impacts people, you know, millions of people in communities across the country. But policymakers need to hear, they mm -hmm. need to hear your voices. They need to hear small business stories about what this is going to do to them. Um, that, 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 and by the way, you mentioned the fly-in that we had where you all came to Washington. That's the most important thing that you shared was your stories, the reality of, mm -hmm. of what you're dealing with on a daily basis. And by the way, with this money, for some businesses, it's make or break. Yes. Maybe you can't make payroll without it. Um, you can't uh, you can't purchase needed inventory, as you say, moving into the into the Christmas season, yes. uh, the holiday season. That is uh, a huge problem. And I, I think policymakers need to understand that you know one week, two weeks, a month of of, of cash flow could make or break millions of businesses across the country. So Absolutely. Uh, it's getting those getting your stories out there that is the most important thing right now. And so let's talk about specifically how small business majority gets this right. Um, as as I uh, as you guys know, if someone's on the show, it's because you know they are the real deal, and small business majority is the real deal. I want to talk about some of the ways in which small business majority gets it right. Uh, they have surveys, and and you know surveys matter when it comes to numbers and really showing that. You know, we aren't monolithic. Small business owners don't all think the same. But when John says that that our elected officials need to know how we think, um, you know, sometimes that's easier, you know, ticking off a few things and leaving us your feedback in a survey. Um, but also small business majority gets it right with events. Uh, just like John mentioned, there is an event on Monday, but they also do very good webinars that are specific to issues in small business. And then John, can you talk to us about Venturize and just some of the other tools that uh, our listeners would be able to access uh, by uh, connecting with small business majority online? Yeah, in addition to the policy and advocacy work we do, we um, spend a tremendous amount of time um, providing education and resources to the small business community. And that's done, as you say, through webinars and seminars. We have, as you referenced, we have a site, a website, venturize.org, that has a whole host of resources. I urge you to, to go to that um, to help you. And also, uh, we have a tool now on venturize.org that connects small business owners with capital opportunities, mm -hmm. capital from mission-driven lenders, and technical assistance opportunities to provide the, the, the needed help to small businesses to figure out you know, what they should be doing, where they should be going, should they be borrowing money, um, and help them with, with their needs going forward. This is a huge part of what we do. And we do it, uh, obviously, you know, access to capital, technical mm -hmm. assistance, also healthcare, Pay leave, um, childcare resources, um, uh, procurement resources. So we're uh, again, that is a necessary um, a partner, if you will, to the work that we do um, mm -hmm. on policy and advocacy. 
Absolutely. And also, I think a very um, cool and, and effective um, feature that small business majority gets right is its regional councils. Um, and so as as you uh, heard me mention, I am on a um, I think there might be what 20 of us um, on the national council. Uh, but there are uh, you have California. What are the other states that have the councils? I know Georgia has one. Um, what are some other states? Right now, California, Georgia, mm -hmm. Illinois, and um, Colorado. Mm -hmm. I think we may be building one in New Mexico right now, uh, yeah. and we're going to be uh, we're going to be doing more work in another four or five states. Oh, Virginia! I love, forgot Virginia. I, I think that might have been our first. How could I forget that? Yes. Um, and but we're going to be um, doing uh, work and and building more um, more intensive work in another four states: Texas, um, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Minnesota. So we, um, at some point, we'll probably be building the regional councils. The, the national council that you're a part of, Taliba, and the regional, uh, well, the state councils, um, they're really essential for us. Um, they meet, I know the national council meets once a month, and the mm -hmm. state councils meet regularly, to, So we can hear. So it, it, mm -hmm. you're, you all are really the ones providing us with uh, the, the sort of sense of what's most important, mm -hmm. what, what's happening on the ground. Um, I used to run a business, but I don't, you know, I run a nonprofit now, which is kind of a business, but I don't um, have access to the same, um, you know, information that I had at one time. And uh, we do this all the time where we say, boy, we want to hear what's going on. We need to listen to our small business owners, particularly our council members. And what's really been great is we've had the National Council for a long time, but getting these state councils up and running over the last couple of years um, it's really been um, an essential way for us to understand what issues are important and then what are the needs are. It helps to drive what we do in terms of our education and resources work as well. Absolutely. So um, you all are the cutting edge of our um, of our work to to elevate the voices of small business, make sure we understand them and make sure policymakers understand them, make sure that we're also providing the best resources we can to to all of you. Absolutely. And as I said, small business majority simply gets it right. And so, John, how can um, one of our listeners or our, our audience uh, connect with small business majority further? Well, in terms of resources, um, you know, VentureEyes.org is the mm -hmm. best place to go. That's VentureEyes.org. And that, that's where you're going to find a full planopy of, of resources and um, uh, tools to connect you with uh, capital and with technical assistance. Um, our site, smallbusinessmajority.org, please go and sign up to get on. There's no cost um, to get on, on our list. On our, um, we, we, don't, we don't spam you. Yeah. Uh, we're very careful about uh, making sure that we, we only reach out to people um, you know, on, on a moderated basis. Um, and um, you, you then um, you know, can hear from us. You can then communicate with us. You can, uh, there's all sorts of um, action items on there. You can uh, sign, we have sign on letters around a variety of issues. Um, so it really gets you engaged. And we have a, um, we, we continue to build and uh, make more sophisticated our whole in engagement um, process. Mm -hmm. We call it the engagement journey for uh, small business owners who come on board. And we want to be there to help you to get you the help you need and to then to really give you a platform to uh, mobilize your voices uh, nationally and in your states. Absolutely. And so uh, let's revisit that word disillusion before, uh, before we close out this episode. And I want to bring it full circle. 
as a small business owner, you may be a parent, you may have another W-2 job, you may be in the middle of a scale, uh, but I know that something has your time. You know, I know that your time is valuable. And so when I go through prioritizing my day, you know, and we have this thing of return on investment. Okay. And a lot of times we'll tap out of something or we won't engage with something if we don't believe that it's going to affect us or we're not going to get a return on the amount of effort that we put into it. So I, I believe we've convinced you at how effective it is um, for you to hear the message today with small business majority. But here's how I determine a return on investment when it comes to small business majority and why I encourage us to collect more and more numbers to make this organization even more powerful is number one, this is not a new organization. John's uh, relationships and partnerships on Capitol Hill are, are tangible. Um, Y'all know that I've been in the advocacy game for a while, both as a congressional staffer, a Senate staffer, um, and then also working for the Department of Justice. And I'll tell you, Small Business Speaks uh, by far, when it comes to direct access to elected officials, hands down, is uh, very, very impressive. So, you know, when you talk about a return on investment and, and you know, well, are they really going to be able to do anything, you know, right? If, if, if I uh, sign up for the newsletter, if I fill out this survey or if I attend this event, the answer is yes, uh, because I wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't be having this episode right now if I didn't believe that. And if you couldn't see that uh, in the things that small business majority does and absolutely just in uh, following us on social. So not a new organization, again, has a national reach, but also um, I, what I love and what I, I encourage you to do when you go to smallbusinessmajority.org, the policy briefs, like learning the issues, right? Um, because nobody has time to do like a whole Google search and then just go from page to page to page. Small Business Majority does it for you. You sign up for the newsletter or go to smallbusinessmajority.org and I'm telling you, it's right there. It's concise. Again, I know we have the limited time during our days. They get that right also. And then just like I said, the transparency uh, and just the deliberate, intentional, efficient approach at the advocacy and then even with the Venturize, especially with the Venturize um, site. So I challenge you to cross that word disillusion out and write down small business majority. Um, you'll get all the information on how you can connect with John and his organization uh, under this YouTube video, or if you're listening to us on Spotify or Google, or wherever you're listening to us, uh, or you can simply send us a private message on our social media outlets, and I'll be very happy uh, to connect you with John and his staff, uh, one of the state councils, uh, because now is the time. Now is the time to make your time count, to make how you run your business count. And it's not just your daily decisions on hiring someone or, like I said, what software to go into tax season with. It is the behind the scenes. It is the advocacy. It is making sure that these laws that are being drafted, considered, discussed, that will directly impact you actually reflect you. 
right? You got to do that too. I mean, hey, we signed up to be small business owners. So we have the grit. We have the commitment. We, we, we're ready. We're locked in. So lock into the advocacy. Lock into making sure that, that our elected officials hear from us, hear from the real business owners. Because if you don't, then whose fault is it? It's, it's now your fault. It's now our fault. If we don't um, allow for our stories to come across and engage through an organization like Small Business Majority, which I've said gets it right, then, you know, we're complaining. It's just kind of a waste of time. And we never want to do that as small business owners. We want to make every time count. So I thank you so much, John, again, for just everything that you've done, um, your vision in um, just being a collective voice of small business owners and just having been in the game um, for as long as you have reflects the true commitment. And again, just the, the relationships and the efficiency. I thank you so much for your service to the small business community and for your time today. And uh, as I mentioned in the audience, thank you so much for joining us. You're going to know how to connect with small business, small business majority um, underneath wherever you're viewing this. And uh, make sure you share this with your uh, community, your network, your business bestie, whomever. Share it uh, so that uh, everyone gets access to the gems that we share with you on this podcast. And uh, make sure you tune in for the next episode. Thank you again, John. Are there any closing remarks you want to share with our audience today? No, thank thank you uh, for having me, Shaliva. Thank you for everything you do. Uh, you're 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 a real jewel and a real uh, really key to uh, the work we do. And um, really uh, grateful that you can um, you know help project uh, our work to to your audience. Um, and please, you know, try to put. I know it's hard. Try to put aside that disillusionment. Yeah, but we're here to kind of take out some of the mystery and help you. Um, navigate um, some of these complicated issues. So please, uh, please uh, reach out to us and yes. we would love to be there for you. And we're going to, and we're here to stay. <laughs> That's one thing is, you know, yeah. you'll see more of, of me as small business majority and more of John. So, you know, if we, if we somehow have not convinced you in this episode, listen to it again, but no worries. You'll see me share more things and, and, uh, and we're always working on ways in which we could be more efficient uh, representations of you. So again, thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next time. Thank you.